0: Welcome to around the campfire. Good
1: evening, peasants. Hello and
2: good evening, everyone.
0: (laughs) 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 All right, third time's a charm. Again.
2: Yeah, yeah. Did you? uh, Did your internet go out again?
0: No, no, not yet. Let's not jinx it. Internet. Good internet. Good internet. Is that sign for internet? I'm petting it. I'm stroking it in hopes that it will work.
1: So that was, was it, that's postcard? No. Postcard. (laughs) Postcard. Postcard. (laughs) Internet.
0: This is going to really suck considering
1: no one can see us, Nicola. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So what I'm basically doing is doing hand motions. Yeah, not not that one specific hand motion that makes you look like you're using a salt shaker the wrong way around, but, you know, it's...
0: <laughs> salt shaker! I love
1: salt! Funny story, actually. Oh, God! <laughs> um, funny story. This takes me back to when I was in school. It would be high school, obviously. But my friends got me with an absolute doozy. Me being me just did not cotton on to what the joke was until it happened. But my friends told me that if you pretend you've got a salt shaker and pretending to basically sprinkle salt on your tongue, it you know, apparently you taste salt. Mm -hmm. So I started doing this really obscene hand gesture, which is very obvious if y'all get my drift. Mm -hmm. And it takes me a couple of seconds to figure out why everybody's pissing themselves laughing. And I remember specifically saying something like I don't taste salt or something really, really naive and innocent. Me going, I don't taste anything. It's like, you know, you're not trying hard enough. Try harder. And so I did. And then I'm like, wait a minute.
0: (laughs) It looks like I'm wanking something off. We, we had we had a similar one, except it was brush your teeth with the invisible toothbrush. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, the the whole hand gesture thing. Yeah, I realized that this is a lot of audio. So, So, yeah, uh... it was the the postcard it's basically invisible hand gestures in the shape of a rectangle, and the sign for internet is well basically you kind of look like a cat scratching a pair of curtains or something. <laughs> I yeah, am I I or I poking
0: the internet hoping that it, it will appease the internet it, gods.
1: Put it this way: if I was on an open mic night, I would have things thrown at me to get off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's a joke there. I'm just gonna let that one go. Is uh, there? They're throwing things at you to get off. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> I think I might know, but at the same Oh my time, god.
0: <laughs> slow. It'll hit her about mid-episode and she'll go, oh!
1: No, t- it'll take about uh, two weeks later and I was like, that's what she meant. I, uh, yeah, yeah. There, there is, yeah.
0: It's. <laughs> <sighs> ah, there's that salt shaker again. Oh goodness. <laughs> okay, so technically, we already did this part once, but my internet decided it wanted to shit the bed. So, yeah.
2: I was like, we, "Hey, how's it going?"
0: <laughs> I, I see you're doing a thing, and it looks important. Sure, would be a shame if I shut off. Mm.
2: it would be would be quite a shame if I were to stop working suddenly while you were recording oh
0: no <laughs> you know I saw something on <laughs> I saw something on Facebook the other day that was like on this day like 19 years ago or something my mom got a phone call with <laughs> it, like a uh my mom got a phone call when I had 90%, 96% of a download done that I've been waiting for like something like days to finish. And someone responded, why did it take so long? <laughs>
2: it's like, I want just, yeah. I remember those days, like, um, our internet and our cell and our telephone line were on the same thing for dial-up mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone, I mean, whenever someone complains about their internet speed, like, oh, it's so slow, I can't download stuff in, like, 30 minutes. I'm just like, dude, we took, like, three or four days, sometimes a little bit longer for stuff to download if it was a really big <laughs> file. Especially if you live, like, in the country. Mm-hmm. You're not getting that for at least a month.
1: So you better, you know, hope nobody calls. <laughs> cause it, just make, it just makes me wonder how quick that like the generation below mine would handle the, the fact that dial-up was a thing. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, dial-up. You couldn't use internet and your phone at the same time. Yeah. There was little to no social media. If anything, there was MSN. That takes me back. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> but um yeah, it's like, you would be using internet. It was like an ultimate sacrifice to use the phone and even back then it was usually a landline and some will be thinking what the hell is landline yeah it's obsolete now that's what it is but
0: it only exists for cold calling these days so basically you know the funny thing is it's actually why that that is the reason why we ended up getting rid of our our home line because we kept on we kept it for a very very long time just because like we'd had the same number since i was a kid and like maybe even before that I don't know so like mom just didn't my mom just didn't want to part with it but it was when all the political calls started and it was non-stop from like 7 a.m. until like 7 p.m. just constant political calls and that's what made my mom finally shut off our home phone
1: hmm. yeah i didn't realize that was a thing i don't know if that's a thing in the uk i don't think it is i mean I've, I've I've never had a, a phone call saying, "Do you vote for the Labour Party?" It's
0: like, no, I don't for the Labour Party. So, yeah, now it's now we get text messages, and that really annoyed me. But it's like it's it's like it's almost fun in a way because you know there is technically a person on the other end of that line. They're sending a mass like text message sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I got one from uh, one of the Republican <clears throat> senators uh bill cassidy and it was like i i helped push whatever her name is uh the supreme court lady her name just completely out of my brain i'm one of the ones that helped push her into power and i went well that's a guaranteed way to make sure i don't fucking vote for you uh
2: yeah yesterday i got uh, a lady that was going door to door for uh one of the republican candidate's here um where I live in the state that I live and she's like do they have your support and i was like uh <laughs> no and i just kind of was starting to close the door she's like oh, well thank you i was just like yeah okay and i closed the door <laughs> i was just like no I, I
1: i'm not fucking voting for them both of them are like <sighs> I think sometimes when you get quite leaflets or pamphlets through the door from quite various political parties, I mean, imagine it's for like any any political party. I mean, depending on people's political beliefs, is at least it is for me. Like I could get something through the door. and it's like, oh look, potential toilet paper. But I know that. No, that's what my dad used to say.
0: <sighs> what really sucked. It's is like all the campaign material sorry if that was loud all the campaign material that we got like it would be just like my mailbox would be stuffed full of it and it was like i'd go to because un- my mailbox is still in the parcel boxes <clears throat> yeah so i would unlock my mailbox and it was just like like almost cartoon like of just like someone opens it and just goes boom and there's mail everywhere that's what it, mm. that's what it's like whenever like election year is coming up, and it's like, oh, mm. like that's such a waste. Yeah, I mean, I wish that I had a recycle
2: bin because I I live in an apartment. So in order for me to get a recycle bin, we'd have to pay for it, but they probably won't come to the apartment for it. But I wish that I did so I can like put all of the the stuff that I'm not going to be using the political like stuff and, and all of that in there so mm-hmm. then it just gets recycled because I'm just like look all I'm
0: doing is just gonna throw you guys away so mm. basically and it, it's it's so it's so frustrating but I'm pretty sure that every single person uh, ourselves included is tired of hearing about anything dealing with the election we finally got results coming through so yeah. yay we're finally in the process of transitioning so hopefully <laughs> yeah so like like i said i'm pretty sure that every single one of us and our listeners are sick and tired of hearing about politics and the election and everything like it's it's to the point that at work because where i work we have to keep the tv on and it's usually on like cnn or fox and if it's on fox and <laughs> it immediately gets changed back to cnn you say, you said tv but my ears picked up
1: tb we keep the TV on. It's like, wait, what? We keep the TV on. <coughs> we keep the
2: TV on just in case there are some unruly and
0: unsavory characters. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to pull a Thomas down on them. <laughs> 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 but anyway, um, yeah, it's gotten to the point now that uh, because we have to keep the TV on the news every day while I'm at work, I've actually been excited that they're talking about football now. And it's like, oh,
1: mm finally because <laughs> yeah, is it not normally football season as you know thanksgiving comes around yep yep
0: yeah. that's i know like um one of our traditions i guess this kind of leads into what we were like our plans to talk about but um mm. one of our thanksgiving traditions is um the buy the bayou Cla- the bayou classic um so we would have the Battle of the Bands between Grambling State University and Southern University, which are two, the, the two most popular historical Black colleges. Mm-hmm. And they would prep all year long. Like n- no one gave a shit about the football game. Everyone would watch it just for the Battle of the Bands. And so I don't even know if they're doing that. I don't even know if they're doing that this year.
2: Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that might be on hold just a little, but then again, given the way that uh, a lot of things are going, there there's a chance that somebody would be like, you know what, fuck it.
0: Let's risk it. <laughs> Basically, yeah, because um, as far as football goes, the week of Thanksgiving is usually like rivalry week. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, like, all the big, big rivalries, like the Saints and the Dallas Cowboys and all this stuff would get together. And then you'd see, like, within uh, different co- like college football, like Southern and Grambling. Um, mm. It, like, I don't like football. I don't really like a lot of sports. Sorry, yeah. Mick. <laughs> um, but, yeah, when it comes to, like, rivalry rivalry week, which is shockingly difficult to say, I've just discovered... I don't know, I get kind of hyped. I I do. I genuinely get a little hyped in the middle of that. I mean, who who was it that won the
1: Super Bowl last year? Not that I care too much because it's it's sport. I'm not I'm not a sporty person. I've never been sporty. <laughs> oh, goodness. I I tried playing netball at primary school, but then as soon as I started to transition into high school, I realized that yeah, maybe for these hoop games, you need to be bigger than Snoopy, but yeah, I'm five foot one, so, and the, the goal shoot was always at least seven foot taller than me. Uh, yeah, because my gym teacher thought it was hilarious to put me as the goalkeeper, so. Mm. Thanks, Miss Fraser. Thank
2: you. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't. I'm not really much in the sports, which is funny because I used to do it. So <laughs> it's it's like um, I used to play soccer. I used to do uh, swimming like I was on the swim team. Uh, hmm. I did softball. And, uh, you know, I don't I don't know if horseback riding is considered a sport. But, yeah, it's just it's sort of just like. i don't really care too much for them so when sports comes on i just completely like tune out um but my my partner is very much like he likes to watch football but he's not fanatical about it so Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where he's just kind of like he'll watch for certain teams but he's Mm -hmm. like completely given up on his one of his favorite teams which is uh the atlanta falcons he's just like i I only watch them he only watched them to see how much they disappoint him sort of like (laughs) sort of like i only joined this group project just to see how how much you guys will disappoint me and then i'm gonna go home
1: (laughs) yeah i mean i mean i remember when um i visited atlanta this was back in 2006 first time i went to the states actually and went to Turner Field to see the Braves play against the Marlins, the Florida Marlins. And I think it was the only time that season that the Braves had won. Um, and it was just it was something something to experience from, obviously, an outsider. Like, you hear baseball is very American. And, yeah, we're all, like, decked out in, like, our Braves regalia with the T-shirts. And there's, there's one story that I remember my dad telling me about, about that. He was at the, the kiosk getting drinks or something and obviously he was a scotsman with a very distinct accent as opposed to everybody else so you know stood out like a sore thumb and he said that the guy behind the kiosk said something like oh we'll teach you all how to play baseball if you all teach us how to fight mm-hmm. and my dad said well what do, you, what do you mean by that and then no word of a joke the guy started to quote Braveheart. And then the guy behind my dad said, "I just love Sean Connery." Oh my and my! Dad's just, and my dad's just thinking, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> Two stereotypes for one. Yay! <laughs> Yay!
0: Hey. See, I I kind of get that feeling with the um, as far as like being dis- like watching them just to be disappointed. That's 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 been the running joke with the Saints since I was a kid. And I will never forget when the Saints actually went to the Super Bowl. We all thought it was a prank. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I was pregnant and I was not, I was not allowed to watch the Super Bowl because they um the Saints had been <sighs> they'd been undefeated for like a really long time and the one saints game i decided to watch they lost and then they were like undefeated again after that and then i started watching it again and then they lost so i was literally (laughs) not allowed into the room i could not even look at the tv (laughs) to the point like we were we were at my my then husband's uh family his mom's house and so everyone's ganged up in the living room except for me i'm sitting in the dining room twiddling my thumbs like how are we doing guys if i had to walk past they would literally turn the tv off wait until i made it out of the room turn the tv back on (laughs) and um i wasn't the only time i was able to watch is like the last few seconds when they knew for a fact that the saints had completely won and the really weird thing was the ongoing joke is the saints would win the super bowl when hell froze over <laughs> i'm i do not shit this you can look it up right after the saints won the super bowl it snowed <laughs> <laughs> and we're like huh. i mean i know that i know there's usually a,
1: a joke at least in terms of uk sports is that scotland never qualifies either in rugby or football. Um, and also one about Andy Murray, you know, the tennis player? Mm-hmm. That when he loses, he's Scottish, but when he wins, he's British. <laughs>
0: it's like, oh, okay. Ah, oh, oh, I see. That's kind of like when the kid is bad, then he's your kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But,
2: but this is a good thing, because speaking of sports teams... Um, on saturday was actually uh steve j palmer's live signing and he gosh he was he was, like rogers and uh some of the other ones like roger would usually do like a, a almost like a full evening of him signing stuff mm. um and steve's was the same way but he did take a break so he had started his stream at one thirty uh in the afternoon and it went until about, I think he said about 6.30. And then he took a break and then he came back and I think took an hour break and I think he came back at 7.30 and it lasted all the way up until like 12.30 at night. And, uh, uh but I don't think that he was really signing anything. I think most of it was just him like sitting and, and talking to to the people that stuck around and everything like that. Mm. Um, but the reason why I was, like, speaking of football is because, yeah, he was, his, yeah, just 10 more minutes at, like, 10 turned in, at, like, midnight turned into probably about 20 more minutes. <laughs> and he uh, <laughs> he didn't get off until 1230, but he was trying to go to sleep because he wanted to watch, like, his football team get destroyed or maybe not get destroyed, maybe hopefully win on, like, Sunday. Um, but yeah, everybody who went out, like all of those prints are really cool. I didn't have any money. I really wanted to get the, the gun one that he had shown that had just been added to the shop, which like, like rad as hell. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to get that, but I didn't have the money for it. So I was like, oh, but he said he's going to do it again. I was going to do it again.
0: Yeah, this, I wasn't able to, um, I wasn't able to participate in this one, uh, for very long. I don't remember exactly oh I remember why it's because I was exhausted and sick that's why (laughs) um but yeah so I wasn't able to participate much in that one although I I did jump in when uh Benjamin Byron Davis popped on because I always I always enjoy jumping on when he's on because I like to see exactly how fast I can derail a conversation (laughs) and it works just about every time and it's great (laughs) um like that's Ben if you're listening I'm really sorry but that is honestly like a, a little hidden little hidden pleasure of mine is to see just how quickly I can derail you. <laughs> um but yeah so uh I know it had a pretty good turnout uh it stayed the number stayed pretty high for a good majority of the time.
2: Yeah it was um towards the probably the second half um most of the, most of it was because uh, I was I was popping in and out um, of the stream because I was doing things on Saturday. so I, I was popping in and out. Um, but I caught both the start, the middle and like the mid to end and then the end. And so it, it had dwindled from like the 100s down to like 30 people. And some of them had been in there since like the very beginning when he had started and then when he came back from break, you know like Durango and 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 things like that so yeah Mm. it was was really nice you know he had a few guests uh that I missed but I think that he put everything up on his Instagram so if you miss if you missed it you can watch it it should be on his Instagram page for the IGTV lives Mm. um but yeah it was I, I really like that the the Red Dead um actors and actresses they they are all just they're so nice and they're all just a uh, very understanding that a lot of people are disappointed that they can't see them this year mm. for um the conventions because I know what was it I think it was Mick and Roger and Rob and Steve and Benjamin, that were all going to be at a convention together.
1: Mm, is that EastCon or something? I think so. Yeah. It was.
2: It was one of those. But they were. They were all going to be at a convention together. And then, of course, you know, COVID.
1: I know that, I know that Rob, Ben, and Roger were meant to be going to Birmingham as well. Mm. Yeah. But, um, obviously, everything essential ground to halt in the UK as opposed to everything else in the world. So mm. it would have been no way for them to travel safely considering you know figures in the u.s and figures in the uk so
0: you know i'm just there is one thing i have to say um going back to the topic of like thanksgiving and being thankful while a lot of bad shit has happened this year and a lot of bad shit has happened this year i will say that with quarantine you are seeing a lot more people being um, appreciative of video games, appreciative of movies and shows, because it was like it, it got to the point where it was like, oh, look, there's this new show, and it was like everything kind of casual like everyone would casually like it or casually love it or whatever. But mm-hmm. then we'd go back to our day to day lives. But now it's like we're more and more people are kind are really taking an appreciation for Mm -hmm. it and and thusly the actors as well i've seen a lot more people becoming invested in the future of actors and actresses and musicians and whatnot whereas before it was like oh you know here's this person and and, well they're famous so they must be rich kind of thing and it's like no that's not always the case Mm. um and so now we have we do have programs like geek sign and streamily and um cameo and things like that where we mm-hmm. can still help them and it's like a genuine like you genuinely do help them mm. yeah
2: yeah so it's 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 really you know like it's really cool uh everything that's going on um with them doing cameos and and streamerly mm. um yeah it does it does help them or they use it for fundraising like i think uh roger and rob and uh peter all did theirs for like fundraising and things like that coming up And um, i mm-hmm. think i don't i don't know if the other ones did but i, I think they did
0: i know towards the beginning of quarantine uh, uh like very very beginning i know kylie did uh cameo th- uh a cameo special where all the proceeds went to something i can't remember now what it was and i know that uh benjamin byron davis did as well and i i know rob did and i think it was like feed the children is the one that rob did at the time mm. um i can't remember which one roger is did
1: no, is it not Wait, a chart if
0: there's a new kid
1: go hungry or something like that or
0: something yeah, yeah
1: i think he did a couple
2: um no kid hungry um i think uh peters did one for a um we had actually shared like the webpage, but essentially it was like a a foundation that helps the needy um mm-hmm. by buying school supplies and and food and and things like that for for families mm-hmm. and i think it was based in new york and it's something that he and his uh, he and his uh, fiance um, were were a part of because I think they they knew people that that um, some of the people that were working
0: there or, or had founded it. So, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I I don't know. I think I'm just really I'm really glad to see the appreciation come back. Mm-hmm. I really am because it's like now people don't just kind like. People don't just like shit on liberal arts degrees like they used to because now mm-hmm. it's like, oh, wait, what were you using to entertain yourself during quarantine? Was that video yeah. games? Oh, yeah. yeah. That required a liberal arts degree.
1: My 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 mom had a very... I'm trying to find the words. Oh, come to me. Yeah, she had a very nice um, way of seeing it. Was a Mickey Mouse degree. <laughs> but um, she says, yeah, th- th- those are fine and all but they work better for hobbies but that was her opinion rest her soul but you know it's uh, (laughs) a because the more i think about it is like because put you in a picture at the start of the year i had returned to college after having an epiphany after leaving my old job
0: Mm -hmm. was
1: yeah I'm, i'm gonna go back to college i'm gonna do something for a classroom assistant qualification um started off okay and then towards the end of March, that's when, you know, COVID started to rear its head even more. And then the cases started to appear in, in the area that I'm in. And we all knew things were going to grind to halt when our lecturer said to us, now, does everybody have internet at home? And I was <laughs> like, eh, here we go, it's coming. And I literally started placement at one of the local schools I'd only been there a week, and then the school's closed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was brilliant, because I'd waited weeks for um, my disclosure to come through and to clear out. Um, but, no, no, I look at it now, and I'm thinking, eh, I don't think it was right for me. I think I chose that because it's what ex- what's expected. It's like a se- something sensible, quote-unquote. Or practical. not saying not 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 saying it's a bad qualification and that is it's obviously it's a good qualification. You want there is jobs for that, there is job security. But at the same time, I've never really felt like I know what it is that I want to do. It's like something's been there in the back of my mind, but I've never had the courage to explore it because it's like, um, because people have their own opinions. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm getting too old now to figure out. <laughs> Say that too old, I'm like what twenty seven that's not old, <laughs> <You're
0: an laughs> but, um, soul.
1: yeah, but now I'm thinking, you know what, I want to do something for me, mm-hmm. and it, I remember funnily enough, having a conversation with two people when mum was in the hospice, and we were sitting in the the hospital part where the the little coffee shop was uh talking about you know thinking about maybe go back to college in the new year because the local colleges in my area do courses in winter time or some some courses start up in winter time and then the rest start you know regular term time this is all tedious boring stuff that is just filler basically (laughs) i
0: (laughs) I ramble on and no, I, bore, I, was,
1: I bore
0: I bore myself half the time. I was <laughs> but, look, hang on. I was yawning because I've been awake for a very long time. Same. <laughs> I'm when I get tired, I,
1: I know I'm getting tired if I feel like my eyes are starting to cross. But,
0: <laughs> but I, just no. wanted, I just wanted to make that clear. I was not yawning because you were boring <laughs> me. I was yawning because Oh no. Because no. life life is hard.
1: Yeah, that's true. But uh, <laughs> oh Oh, yeah um but i remember thinking you know what i'm either thinking two ways i'm either thinking going back into childcare to finish off what i started when i left high school Mm -hmm. or i do something completely different and something that people wouldn't really expect me to do but in the last few months or so when i've talked about it to people most people are like pretty supportive of of that idea and they're thinking well Mm -hmm. go for it go for it i I
0: mean will they still have their opinions probably most likely but I i think it's because and this this is just personal opinion but i think a lot of it has to do with like when you're young and you're still impressionable it's like oh, you have to have this kind of a career. You have to be in this kind of like industry. You have to do this. You have to do that. But then there comes a point where you reach a certain age and it's like, ah, you know what? You've tried this far and hadn't worked. Just do what you want kind of thing. It's like, I remember being, I think I was maybe, I was was either six or eight. I can't remember now. But Mm -hmm. we had to do, um, we had to write, um a poem and of course like how how good is a poem by an eight-year-old gonna be in in like logistically or Mm. yeah and I remember like I remember writing a poem and just I fell in love with the idea of poetry and like I even I even got I even got some of them published and whatnot as I got older I won awards for it and it's like i i always knew that i wanted to be a writer but then i got into high school and it was like oh you have to pick a career and it was like Mm. everything was like oh if you want to be a writer then the only real industry that you can go into that's guaranteed to make money is journalism now i don't i don't want to go into journalism i i want to be i want to write novels oh well we don't offer those classes so you have to pick something Mm -hmm. and it's like you know i I saw something at one point that said we expect we expect people to figure out who they want to be as adults when they still have to ask permission to go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. yeah i
1: mean when when i think about it is back when i was at high school my high school didn't have drama as a subject um and i remember being mad as hell the year i was leaving when the fifth years below me were starting to pick their subjects for sixth year and then to discover that they were bringing in for the next term, drama. Mm -hmm. I remember thinking, you bastards. (laughs) I knew y'all would do that. As soon as I leave, you bring in something cool. And I had to sit for two years doing IT, which I hated. And has that served me any well? No. I don't know what a gigabyte is. (laughs) Why did I have to learn what a floppy disk was when they don't even use them anymore? (laughs) I can't even figure out what the hell a spreadsheet was. I couldn't even figure it out then. But (laughs) I just got nothing but harassment in that class. But that's another story. But yeah, I I think the fear that I've got is why it was kind of like holding me back was... I feel like i would be at a disadvantage as opposed to people that went to other schools that did have drama as a subject and think well they've got more of, of an advantage to me um because obviously they've more or less got that qualification and to kind like, know the subject i would be going in blind essentially mm. um and at the same time for for some reason i thought oh would i be a bit too old i would be like considered one of the mature students it's like I, I would be surrounded by a bunch of, not begrudging anybody under the age of twenty one, but kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and it's the only experience that I've had really. I think I've meant I've mentioned it before was youthier, and this was like this was a good few years ago now, like about ten years ago. But I, I never, I was always usually course, but all the same, I love the it's just the atmosphere and the chance to escape and becomes something else i mean says me it was chorus like i said but uh it's yeah it's the idea of like being able to tell a story through expression Mm -hmm. and the way i the way i view myself is it's like trying to draw blood of it out of a stone at the best of times i'm i internalize a lot of things a lot (laughs) and i've always found that certain mediums bring it out Like, I never thought I would bawl my eyes out over a video game, but Mm. I did. (laughs) Accurate. Because, obviously, you're like a willing participant in games. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're driving the story forward with your own actions, and when things go wrong, you feel guilty Mm
0: -hmm.
1: about certain things. Like, oh, I shouldn't have said that dialogue option, or, oh, what would have happened if I'd done this choice, or, oh, I shouldn't have done that.
0: Hmm... It's like that's one of the reasons why uh throwing him into red dead redemption that's one of the reasons why i can never black hat arthur is I yeah like, I, can't, I want i, I want to, I try yeah i, I want try, to but i can't my
1: my heart can't can't take can't I, take it
0: i've i've heard that like some of the dialogue options you get and some of like the the like slight differences to the story you get makes it worth it but it's like i go to i go to do it and i'm like arthur would my arthur would never do this my arthur would never say these things <laughs>
1: it's like yeah you would still be sarcastic but would he like purposefully you know do something that callous yeah
0: exactly not my
1: not my arthur maybe somebody else's
0: arthur but not my arthur but no like i know i i get that and it's it's like i my thing was i was always told that um, everything that I wanted to do was not practical. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, oh, well, you want to be a writer? Well, that's not practical. You need to pick a, re- a real career. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I I could go and, and get a real career. But at the same time, would I be happy? And I think at the end of the day, it's like you, you have to find a balance between something that will make you money because i mean the sad fact is we are we are a society that is driven by money so you yeah. you have to find something that will be at at some point profitable but at the same time make you happy or mm. if if maybe it's not happy at least content mm. um cuz no one no one's ever going to be 100% happy with anything no. that they do ever no so just being able to be content and find pride in what you're doing And there have been, like, two occasions, well, no, I take it back, three occasions where I have been perfectly happy um, as far as, like, something that I was doing. And that was once um, I was, I was a couple times where I was dancing, which sounds really funny because I am, I, I am a bigger person and, you know, bigger people are, you know, society speaking, like they're not supposed to be able to dance, but I love it. I genuinely do. And I'm, I like to think that I'm good at it. At least I used to be, maybe not so much now I'm out of practice, but I enjoy it. Then the other one was, um, when I was in high school, (laughs) I was notoriously lazy and would try my absolute best to get out of assignments any way that I could. And so my teacher gave us the option of, you can either do a project board, for some neurological disease or you can stand up and give like a five to ten minute speech using no notes no materials at all basically to try and discourage you because whatever disease you picked was going to be pretty heavy that's a lot to remember yeah so the one i picked was tourette's And I stood in front of the class and gave a full speech on it and I made everybody laugh and it was like, that was, that was what I enjoyed doing. I was like, I want to make people laugh and I want to make like, I like, it may be cutting corners (laughs) like I did, but I I genuinely enjoy making people laugh and I enjoy writing. Like one of my, one of the awards that I won or not so much award, so to speak, uh, kind of was um i we did a we had a play and we did it was called plumes and papyrus it was like a tradition every year that and we would write poems or skits or something to uh then if you were chosen you could read this or do this in front of this in front of the whole school um, and they would bring in uh they would bring in someone or people students from a different school that were going to be graduating into that school um and so you would do this show like three times Mm. and i wrote a poem about harry houdini and it won so i was able to do it now public speaking still terrifies the absolute shit out of me but Mm. but it was it was awesome that something that i created did so well that they wanted me to perform it in this long tradition of this play yeah so that that's the three times is like yeah dancing making people laugh and creating I, mm. that's what makes me happy i mean
1: i just like the the idea of you know more, becoming somebody else other than yourself because we've all got our own Interpretations about how we perceive ourselves, mm-hmm. what our own opinions of ourselves are. I mean, people have their obviously their own opinions about myself, but the way that I see myself is this little plain Jane, boring, irritable little hobbit child. But <laughs> that's yeah, you know, it's that, that's obviously I'm. Um, I'm not the kindest to myself at all. Never. Uh, I've never, I never really have been. Um, uh, it's one thing I've never, never heard the end of is the word confidence. Mm-hmm. You just, just need more confidence. like, I know that. Give it, give it to me. Just, just show me where I can get it.
0: <laughs> Please. Can you, buy, can you buy that on Amazon?
1: <laughs> can I eat it <laughs> or something else. But yeah,
2: can I can I get this like on sale at Costco or something
1: like that?
0: Because you not buy even... that in
1: bulk. In I, mean, bulk? I, I don't know why. Like the back at the the back of my head is, I would love to play like a baddie or something like that because it's like so far from far removed from what I actually am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've always had a soft spot for like the villain characters in medium, like. Trying to think like Miss Hannigan and Annie, like Carol Bournette in the nineteen eighty-two adaptation. She was brilliant. Like this cantankerous drunk orphanage, like woman that ran this orphanage, and she's like just the nastiest bin ever. <laughs> but she's funny. She's not well, she is mean, but there's it's a comedic role as well. Mm-hmm. And Obviously, another classic one is the Wicked Witch from The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Margaret Hamilton in that role is just brilliant. And again, going back to some of the other classics, is some of the antagonistic characters in the Laurel and Hardy universe, like Jimmy Finlayson, May we- not May West, May Bush, um, Charlie Hall, and the likes. Um, but it's like, obviously, for like, very over-the-top kind of villains and obviously you got to mention like um Alan Rickman and yep. like Robin Hood and then obviously you've got them in like the Harry Potter franchise
0: mm-hmm.
1: Die Hard um yeah
0: you've just got to love like campy villains I honestly I went I sat down and I I made a goal for myself that I was going to write a book I was going to write it from start to finish and I was going to actually write it and I did but the 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 character that I enjoyed writing the most is there's technically in in the book that I'm writing is there's there's two bad guys that have teamed up one of them is like your stereotypical just baddie and then the other one is this um over the top like picture like angsty goth teenager who has picked like the most obnoxious goth name for himself. and that's the, I had so much fun writing it to the point that like um, when I was going back to edit everything, I I made myself laugh a lot. And I was like, I've never done that. Like there are moments where I still hate it. And I think that's just part of being a writer is you're never, you're never going to fully love anything that you do. Uh, mm. But I I would read along and I would completely, like I w- I'd written stuff that I'd completely forgotten about or i'd made a joke that i'd forgotten and or i'll just like some of the jokes just make me laugh really really hard anyway and going back to read them again just made it even funnier mm. and it was like i'm like this is what i was meant to do i mm. was i was meant to be a writer but I, i'm i gonna do it my way
1: yeah but for, for some reason like my brain's still stuck in that one place um Since I mentioned Laurel and Hardy, if anybody has seen Laurel and Hardy, I highly recommend you, or if you haven't seen them, watch them. Especially if you appreciate comedy in its purest form. Um, There's one classic one that I highly recommend anybody check out. It was done in 1929. It was one of their silences. It was called Big Business. And the basic premise is, Stan and Ollie are selling Christmas trees in LA in mm-hmm. the summertime, I think. Um, and obviously they're, they're going around the neighbourhoods. I think it's Culver City. And they're trying to obviously place pre-orders, basically. And they knock on the door of Jimmy Finlayson. And Jim, Jimmy Finlayson's having none of it. And it starts off the classic tit-for-tat type of thing. And he's like wrecking all their supplies, a Christmas tree or this one Christmas tree. And they're... No, no. He's wrecking their car... And they're wrecking his house, <laughs> like pulling like the the door number from the from the wall and smashing the windows, and he's obviously pulling apart the motor the motor car, and it's just escalates and gets bigger and bigger, and it gets funnier and funnier. Also, while there's no sound; it's it's a silent film, but and there oh I I kind of like go on about great Laurel and Hardy movies. Um, there's several. Some of them are short. Some of them are movies. Is Where West? Where West is some one of the funniest films you could ever watch, at least in my opinion. But um, and there's another one. It's <laughs> it's something you have to see in order to appreciate Laurel and Hardy at their finest. Is the Music Box?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And again, it's a very basic premise. Is there's a big ass flight of stairs in LA. And they're delivering a piano and they have to take this piano up this flight of straight stairs and you think oh what could go wrong everything everything everything, everything can go wrong and it's just yeah i, I realize that when i'm sleep deprived i ramble <laughs> a lot more so apologies if i've bored half the audience
0: well catherine you've been very very quiet And on this whole subject of what you want to be when you grow up. So tell us, tell us your life journey. Um, I mean, it, it really kind of started with when I was born, sorry. (laughs)
2: Um, I mean, I always wanted to write and draw. And when I was a kid, I I was doing both. I I just sort of drew what I wanted and. And just uh, my mom would look at it and she's like, oh, I like that. And I'm like, oh, well, I like it too. <laughs> <laughs> it, really, it really was sort of just uh, me going through different little things and just um, like trying to find a fit. And I found that I, I've always been good at drawing. I've mm-hmm. just gotten better And uh, as for writing, it's something that I did off and on. So it would be um, writing like a story in a journal that I would stop because I didn't like the way that I felt that it was going. And going into uh, starting up again when I figured that, you know, hey, I think I have like a, a better way that I can do something like this, you know. It it was just, um, I, I think for me, it was just kind of finding it. And it wasn't until, um, years later, you know, that I, that I finally found that I did, that I, I had a talent for writing, even though I didn't really like showcase it. It was just something that I did on like my, my spare time. It was something that I liked to do on the spare time, um, and uh, I let my friends read it, and they liked it, and I would draw, like, comics of, of you know, like, fake characters and things like that in high school, um, and it just, you know, just kind of went from there. Uh, I had stopped writing for a while, um, just because <laughs> I, I just didn't have, like, the, the time to do so. Uh, it sort of had gotten busy and there are some other things that are going on but um uh it when I returned back to writing I think that those experiences sort of um channeled themselves in into into how I write so uh I can go from writing something like a fluff you know like a little fluff story where it's all romantic and and sweet and then I'm just like you know what I'm gonna write some angst <laughs> and I found that I liked writing both so you get both fluff and angst <laughs> the two best kinds Yay. yeah and you get both um but yeah it's uh I don't know um I think I've I think I've always just sort of in the background found what I wanted to do it's just like anything it usually is sort of like a winding a winding path to get where you need to go to
0: i agree okay so as far as put that on pause (laughs) as far as our show since i don't remember if we actually said this in the new recording or if that was the old one but this is our second to last episode so we'll have one more for season one and then we will be taking a break for the holidays and all that and we will come back strong in January so obviously we haven't been doing this for an entire year but I think in the in the very short amount of time that we've been doing this I think we've we've grown a lot as podcasters I think we've we've learned a lot Mm -hmm. so the question that we always ask whenever we have a guest or whenever we're thinking of questions is what has been the most surprising thing to you guys about this whole experience?
1: Um, I would say it's been
0: surprising. What's been the most surprising thing? Ah, you know, it's surprising. No shit.
1: (laughs) Again, sleep deprived. So, excuse me but, but, no, surprising, no, surprising in terms of you know the feedback mm-hmm. like the feedback and the support i mean i think we've said that our own assumption about the podcast was you know a handful of people would listen to it mm-hmm. like friends family and the likes but here we are sitting. it was at 53 followers now on twitter Mm-hmm. And I know we've got thirty on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. Check out our Instagram page as well. Um, if you're shameless not following us,
0: plug.
1: shameless plug. But yeah, follow us on Instagram because <laughs> 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 then you'll 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 get updates on the quite the the weekly streams. And again, apologies. Just remembered there for not streaming yesterday, but I just needed a little break because I was a tired turtle yesterday. <laughs> and I'm still a tire turtle, but
0: let's not bring uh, up turtles again. That, that that derailed so badly last time. <laughs> I th- I think honestly, you you want to know what surprised me the most about it? The it's mm-hmm. the fact that we we conceived this idea, like we'd been talking about it for m- like months, just joking around about it, but the fact that we did it not just not just that we did it but that we stuck to it for this long because like i don't know about you guys but i i get i have a really bad habit of i'll have these amazing ideas usually impulse decisions and Mm -hmm. i'll think oh this is the greatest thing in the world and then it fizzles out after a month and the fact that we've done this an episode a week with with one exception and that was an understandable exception we've this by the time season one is over with we will have what 15 yeah 15 episodes like that's that's impressive Mm. so like i'm i'm genuinely proud of of that of us for three arguably random strangers on the internet coming together and just literally talking about bullshit for an hour and a half and sticking to that for a few like a few for 15 episodes like that's awesome (laughs) what about you Catherine
2: um yeah I'd have to echo that I I think the most surprising thing is is all of this those all of the support that we had um because honestly you know we we went in thinking that it'd probably be like a couple of people our friends definitely maybe a family member to um so so not many but then every single week because we have access to the um because we have access uh to the, the statistics uh, yeah to the statistics and and things like that it's it's showing that it's it's more than just a couple of people that it's you know like twenty plus people, thirty plus people, sometimes even like forty or fifty plus people that are listening to us and even you know, even though we, we're kind of like, oh, we're just we're just rambling along. And they're just like, I like that. I will ramble along with you. <laughs> and and so it's you know, it's it's one of those things where it's it's really surprising just just that people would like it so much
0: Mm -hmm. like and like Mm -hmm. it to the point of we we've had like multiple people who have been loyal followers from from episode one and Mm -hmm. will hopefully follow us into season two um but yeah like you know we have like there's so many to mention but like you've got Mick and you've got Cronell and you've got Usman. i mean, like Usman is the real MVP. And, oh yeah. <laughs> like you post Hi it, Usman. Hi. You post it. Usman's gonna Usman's gonna react to it. Like it's 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 yeah. Um, but then you've got like Sam and Tiff and like and Cat and a Tree yeah. and I, I hesitated because I couldn't remember what exactly I was gonna call her, <laughs> but. <laughs> like we, we have so many people that have followed and and pushed and really encouraged and you know if we if we ask questions they participated and of course i think the other the other mentions that we should do are the people that are behind the scenes that are based that are part of our group but they don't they don't get the the mentions that they they deserve because we we've thrown ideas past them to see what would work we've we've they helped us pick out names they helped us pick out like art and stuff to do and that would be joanna and Janie, who like not only sat there and listened to us ramble forever trying to figure out how exactly we were going to do this and what we were going to call ourselves but like they supported us the entire time and like i said we've mentioned before like the the art that you see um is from joanna Janie helped us pick out names she listens to every episode and she she provides live feedback as she's listening um which i think i think having that kind of a support system as far as that goes is really really important
1: yeah Mm -hmm. because it pushes us forward Mm -hmm. to like obviously keep keep going on basically yeah yeah it does it's
2: it's very um very encouraging to uh it's very encouraging to hear uh you know when when people like something that you do and and they'll continue to listen and and offer support and everything like that Mm -hmm. and so it's you know it's it's gotten to a point where we're where we're we're not generally genuinely surprised (laughs) when we when we you know like get get people going oh we like this but we're we're still a part of us is like wow you know it's sort of like the shine hasn't come off you know in a way that when you sort of I think some actors or actresses have talked about working with people that they grew up watching in like movies or on plays and things Mm -hmm. like that they follow their careers and when they finally get to work with them they're like whoa you know and and (laughs) They still have to be professional so they're like okay yeah I can be cool but on the inside they're just like not cool not cool I'm not cool <laughs> but with us, it's it's the same way where we're just like yeah we can be cool but we're like these really weird women that are just kind of banded together and formed our own like little gang of weird women and uh, <laughs> And, you know, um, but we're also just, we're just so happy that everybody is enjoying our market weirdness, you know?
0: That's true. And I think we've, we've talked about this before, but just kind of as a quick throw, um, when it's like, when we had Mick on the show, um, like it started off as a very casual conversation and everything is really cool but then like we started asking questions and we were starting to hear answers that we've all heard uh various other members of the cast give in like real interviews not saying that ours isn't real but you know what I mean like at that conventions and stuff like that mm-hmm. and that there was a moment when we were talking to Mick and he was talking about his work with with the scuba suit and the and the ping pong balls where mm-hmm. I went holy shit we're doing this this is happening right now mm-hmm. and it was very surreal and I was like who am I <laughs> it's like
2: no really who am I because I, I think I lost i lost count somewhere i don't know who i am
0: <laughs> i don't know who i am anymore okay so we just came up onto our hour mark give or take a few minutes because i forgot to start the timer at the very very beginning so i just kind of yeah right.
1: I, I i i i was going to point it out but i i forgot halfway through so <laughs>
0: well <clears throat> thankfully one of us still has a functioning brain most of the time but yeah. um uh So moving forward, I'm going to add just another 20 minutes onto our little clock here, moving forward into, um, into season two, what do you guys want to see change? What do you think? Like, how do you think we should go forward from here? Like, should we change things? What would you like to see done better? Uh, things like that. And I think that may actually be a pretty good question to throw out to our audience as well.
1: Mm. I would say have more of a clear idea of what the subject's going to be for the week. <laughs> uh, I don't know really. Uh, I, hmm,
2: thinking about it, I have to think about it, and I'll probably give you uh, like an answer later.
1: Mm. I think that's about as far as my brain's comprehending at the moment. Because yeah, I did take a caffeine tablet, but yeah, my my starting to um wind it down so. i I need my bed
0: i need my bed soon i need need my my bed bed. (laughs) i think i think yeah i think i'm gonna mirror that sentiment of having a a clear idea of what we're gonna talk about um and i think being a little more kind with myself personally as far as like doing edits and stuff go of getting things out there because like i have to remind myself that i am self-taught that i am still learning so if i don't get something absolutely perfect it's okay yeah um i think going forward what i would also like to see is um while we may be good at some things as far as like getting an idea out there when it comes to other things like getting a bank account set up (laughs) and things like that so we can start actually making some moolah uh we're kind of we're kind of dragging on that one
1: we're still starting though so that's that's what i keep telling us <sighs> yeah i just yawned there like a hippo but yes <laughs> well
2: i think i mean we're we just started we weren't sure if this was something that we were con- gonna continue continue for like a, a long while so so we we literally were not thinking about bank accounts and and stuff like that when we started so I mean well it's definitely now that we know that we're going to be continuing on into like a second season and hopefully another season after that um you know like uh that's that's something that we'll we'll have to look into but for me I was really just kind of planning as we go you know because a, a lot of the times it's i didn't want to plan too far ahead and then something were to happen where we wouldn't be able to uh do any recording or get anything that we needed to done because yeah you know we we just things got too busy mm-hmm.
1: in where life we are. life, life
0: just yeah and I th- i think especially with like because when we all started this um i i was considered an essential worker so i was still working nicola you were doing no Nothing. You, you you'd left <laughs> Nothing. school at that point yeah um, and I then catherine you weren't doing school and you weren't working at the time either so it was one of those things of like we we were all a little concerned once things kind of picked back up and everything started unlocking like would we even have the time to do this? Would it be, you know, like things like that? And like we, we, didn't, we didn't talk about this in public for obvious reasons. We didn't want anyone to be disappointed or be upset, but we, we did have multiple conversations of, are we even going to be able to do this um, once life kind of started moving again? And we, we have been incredibly lucky so far that we have been able to, um, it's, it's, we've cut it close. We've cut some corners here and there. And there have been times like uh, this past episode, as a matter of fact, I got the episode completely edited and had it um, uploaded (laughs) five minutes before it was set to air, Mm -hmm. Um, which for those of you that don't know, I i have it set to air at 2 a.m on eastern yeah 2 a.m eastern standard time so um but yeah like i think i i do i do think that this is something that will hold on i think between the three of us helping pick each other up along the way and the supportive people that have been listening and you know showering us literally showering us with with love and encouragement i th- i think this i think this this one's gonna stick guys oh, yeah
2: but we uh this would be the last episode that you're gonna hear our voices uh as a greeting because we have a special last episode for next week
0: mm.
2: um mm. and for streaming uh this week either i'm gonna be doing it by myself uh uh, maybe Nicola joins in, but this week um, was supposed to be Dead by Daylight mm-hmm. with uh, Jackie and Joanna and Janie and myself and Nicola, uh, a repraise from our earlier um, surprise stream that we had did about a month ago, a month or two ago. So if you guys still want to do that this week at some point, I am basically, I don't have work because it's uh, fall break, so i'm free any day this week <laughs> besides thanksgiving
0: yeah yeah thanks thanksgiving is gonna be a bitch but yes um yeah we'll probably be able to work something out we'll do that <laughs> off camera obviously but
2: <laughs> obviously, so, yeah um but yeah um uh nicola and i are our, our streamings are gonna be finished They're going to, our first seasons of both of our streams where me and Nicola play together. I play by myself, or Nicola's a stream where she plays by herself on Mondays. um, They're going to be finished in December as well, maybe about a week or two after our last episode airs. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we're taking a break and then we're going to come back for season two. And we're also going to come back for season two of our podcast. So it's going to be whenever we do, we're, you know, just make sure that you follow us on our Twitter and our Instagram. And uh, we have a website, um, a, a Google site. I'll I'll put up the link to that on um, our Twitter. We also have a Discord. And yeah, I think that was all the things that we ha- Oh, we also have a Facebook. So we have Twitter, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, Instagram and a website where all of the the links are to those are at so
0: and and just and just to be just to be clear while even though we are not going to be recording and publishing new episodes for a little while just to take a break we will still be active on social media either through our personal accounts or through the accounts themselves um we'll update our website regularly i will say that we we all kind of slack when it comes to the facebook department Sorry, people from yeah. Facebook, <laughs> but um, but we're, we're
2: our best.
0: We're, we're trying our best. We're it's just it's just the three of us mainlining this, um, but yeah, we we will still be active. We will still be interacting with people and listening to people. So, um, the other the only other thing that I could see um, wanting to change in the, as far as the future episodes go is the day. Because we chose Thursday at random because we literally just could not wait um, any longer. We were so excited mm. about our first episode. So it was like, okay, let's do it now. And it's Thursday. Um, so that's why, that's why Thursday happened. Master of chaos and whatnot. So going forward, um, we, may, we may end up changing the day. The time and everything will still be the same. But we may end up changing what day we release episodes on. So that being said, I would like to throw the question out to the audience of going forward into season two, what would you like to see from us? What do you think we could improve on? What do you think, like, what would you like to see more of or maybe less of? Um, just you know, throw, back your, throw in your feedback, throw in your know, whatever, yeah. Um, uh, within
2: within the reason yeah if you're with if your thing is that you want to see more guests we'll try our best but it really depends on on the type of guest and mm-hmm. when we can get them and what their schedules look like and if you're and um just to kind of put it out there but if you're if your comment is not helpful at all and it's mean-spirited or offensive it will be deleted by mm-hmm. us we yeah we, we won't respond to it. We'll just disappear into the into file zero, um, mm. and uh, yeah. So those are those are the caveats. It has yeah. to be something that feasibly we can do, um, and it has to be. It can't not be anything that's offensive or yeah.
1: You know, uh, it's like it's like we've stated before obviously from word of mouth and through our social medias, whether it be Twitter or Facebook and Instagram, we have more or less a zero policy, zero tolerance policy of that kind of, you know, attitude. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, that benefits nobody Mm -hmm. and it just causes harm, whether Mm it's misogyny, racism, homophobia, transphobia, biphobia, just away with that okay that this is not the space for that kind of bigotry and that type of bigotry should not exist anywhere Agreed. really so Mm -hmm. don't don't be coming into our space to spread that filth okay Mm -hmm. so yeah so that's just that's just the thing
2: but um (laughs) um but yeah Uh, just we'll post the question up after we record this um, probably either tomorrow or when we post our episode we'll we'll post up the question you know what would you like to see from us in season two and you know just uh we'll read it and we'll go through it and um we'll read it we'll read your answers as always on our next episode, which would probably be a little bit of a long one mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just because it's our last one. And so yeah, and special we'll, and
0: special things.
2: Yeah. There's a, there's a special surprise for you guys, <laughs> but yeah, we'll see,
0: you know, yep. um, and, since, and since this episode will be premiering on Thanksgiving for those of you out there uh, that are celebrating in the U S happy Thanksgiving. Mm. We hope you enjoy your day. Uh, For those of you that are outside of the U S happy Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then one more aside, and I I didn't speak to Catherine or Nicola about this, but holidays are hard this year, especially hard for everybody. Um, Between, you know, just personal losses, all the stuff with covid happening and everything and it is a well-known statistic that around this time during uh, any kind of holidays especially around christmas you will start seeing the numbers of uh, suicides going up Mm -hmm. so this is the this is the time that i would like to take to remind you that there is help there are different uh crisis lines that you can text that you can call if you feel like this doesn't apply to you uh like you you don't feel like you need these reach out to people talk to people make sure that people are okay um and let's get through this
2: yeah yeah it's um i mean we uh it's um we'll we'll post something uh, more than likely on our twitter uh just just as a this is you know, like, uh, phone lines, um, I think I shared something that was like that, um, I know that the Red Dead cast was also, uh, sharing, um, suicide, uh, you know, uh, hotlines for the U.S. and for the U.K., Mm -hmm. um, and so I think, I think there are specific numbers for each, um, but we'll try to look into it and we'll write something for that, Mm -hmm. but other than that, uh, this is it Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is our penultimate or is that the word second penultimate yeah penultimate yeah uh this is our penultimate episode and next week is our ultimate episode and then we take break and we'll see you guys back in like january
0: january and you know you can always reach out to us and and you know whatever we'll still be Mm. here we'll we'll knock the dust off in january
2: yeah, we'll knock the dust off and we're going to be like, yo, what's up?
0: What's up? <laughs>
2: Coming in late with Starbucks and like a date. I'm just going, <laughs> hey, what did I miss? I'm late. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, as always, thank you guys so much for sticking with us and we will see you next week.
2: Thank you for joining us around the campfire. We'd like to thank Brett Van Donsel for providing the music, and you can find more of it on his website at brettvandonselmusic.com. You can find us on Twitter at Cameo Gang 1899 and on YouTube at Around the Campfire Podcast. This is Catherine riding off, and we'll see you around, Cowpoke.